To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are talking money and success today. We are here with Steffi Baker. She is the co-founder of High Net Worth Women Institute. And we have had some fun talking before we hit record about the things that us women think about and the, the BS stories that we get caught up in that hold us back. So we're going to be diving into that. We're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things. But welcome to the show, Steffi. Thanks for being here. You, I am delighted to be here, Midori. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about your business. Tell us about what you do. Sure. So a long backstory made short, I got into the family office space in 2008 when I was finishing business school in London and I got interested. I had been in high tech. I'd had a high flying career with Sun Microsystems in Silicon Valley and that tanked uh, when 9-11 happened. Uh, you know, we, we hear about layoffs now. Oh, it it was it was seriously bad. Sun Microsystems laid off ten thousand people alone, and, and Silicon Valley was decimated. And I had been living in Salt Lake at the time, working out of the field office, thanks to my wonderful manager. I figure skate. I've been skating since I was a little girl, and I had been accepted to perform in the opening ceremony of the two thousand and two Olympic Games. So it was a fantastic opportunity. But yeah, there I got laid off. And so I, I took the opportunity to, and it was, that was November of 2001, 2002, sorry, 2001. Yeah, 9-11, 2000. Uh -huh. So I got six months as a figure skater. I had great severance and I decided I'm going to London to do my MBA. Uh, Sun was going to transfer me to London or Paris anyway. And then I got into reading the Financial Times and learning about all of this family office and wealth management stuff. And I thought, this is fascinating. There are always going to be wealthy people in the world. This is a great new direction. I wanted to get out of tech. I didn't see much of a future in it at the time. Um, I attended a private high school in Milwaukee on scholarship. It was a lot of old money of Milwaukee. And I came to understand a lot of the issues, young, that, that very wealthy people have. And they may be first world problems, but they're still problems. So this got very attractive to me. And I kind of got into the family office space first as a strategy consultant, and then uh, doing publications. And I came back from a 12-year stint in London in 2016 and thought, well, what am I going to do with all of this? How can I, where could I serve? What could I do that's unique? And it seems to me women are just grossly overlooked and underserved in the financial services business. And particularly when you hit that affluent or high net worth level as a woman, how do you learn? What do you do? And it, as I did the research, I was reading a lot of, well, women lack confidence. And I, I think that's a symptom and not a cause. I think the cause is if you don't have the education and you don't have a training ground to practice in, how much confidence are you gonna have? 
If you, if I told you to go, here's the keys to the 747, go fly it. Right. Uh, go fly a good, you, how, how enthusiastic and comfortable would you be? Not very. That's why, for example, pilots go through all this training. Yeah. And you brought up something before we, we had <laughs> recorded about imposter syndrome and how, instead of trying to push it away and trying to overcome it, you have a different perspective. And I thought it was really interesting. Yes, I do. I've got very different perspectives on a number of things. And this is one of the big ones is this imposter syndrome. I see this all over. How do I get rid of it? We, you know, women in particular, well, I, I don't know if I'm good enough. How do I get rid of this? You don't, ladies, you don't. It's part of the process. Love it. Embrace it. It's the part of you saying, I'm scared. Don't beat it down or ignore it or make it feel bad or shame it. This will happen every time you up level. It happens to everybody. If you go out and look, remember Mark Cuban, you know, say I, I read, I saw an interview with him. Uh, trust me, it happens to everybody. Stop hating on it. Stop trying to get rid of it. Embrace it. It means you're growing. It's yeah. a good sign. I, I love that when you said that, because it's true, you know, mm -hmm. especially for those of us women who are constantly you know, it's part of our DNA, right? We just want to get to the next level. It's, it's what lights us up, quite frankly. But mm -hmm. as we get to these next levels, I don't care how successful or not successful you are. I see it all the time with my clients where they, you can see them starting to like go inward a little bit. And mm -hmm. that's when, if you really ask them questions, it's that darn imposter syndrome sneaking up. But the more that they can recognize it, like you're talking about and go, oh, there it is. There it is. It's a good sign because it's a reminder that, oh yeah, I am getting to that next level. Now I need to embrace it and have my plan of action so that it doesn't squash me down and mm. I can persevere and get to that next stage and embrace it. So I just thought that was such a fantastic oh. way of approaching and thinking about it. Yeah. It's a positive sign. It means you're, you're being realistic and it means you've got some humility uh, it, um, you don't want to be an egomaniac. Yeah, I know everything. I can do everything. It's fine. No problem. That's that's not good. You know, the, the crazy people don't know they're crazy. Or, or <laughs> they're the cra you know, they think they're good. And those of us are like, am I crazy? Am I? If you're asking yourself the question, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I totally agree. Yes. So I just want to back up for a second because some of the people who are listening may not understand what a family office is. Can you define uh, yes. that? Or let me explain. So a family office is simply a term for the legal entity. And, you know, it's a business structure for a very wealthy family. And there is a lot of money out there. A lot. You'd be surprised at how much. Some families have millions and millions and they need a, a legal structure that can ha centrally handle all the investments. And often it handles lifestyle issues as well. Um, I heard a story once from a friend of mine who works with family offices and family sold a business, two brothers. One started a family office, had 90 employees, full service for the whole family. The other brother started a family office with 10 people and, and just, well, we're, we're going to provide basic service for everybody. So it can look like a lot of different things. And PS, if you're thinking about raising capital, that can be a great place to go. That's another conversation though. You know what? Let's actually yeah. go there. Because, you go okay, cool. Yeah, okay. let's let's do it, Steffi. Because yeah. you know, I'm talking to entrepreneurs all day long, and mm -hmm. 
women entrepreneurs, you know, this show is all about playing bigger, right? And in order to play bigger in our businesses, often we need financing. And it's, we all know it's a fact that women tend to only get, I think it's 3% of the investment dollars from VC and other places. Yeah. Yeah. So since you play in the family office world, let's talk about that a bit. What are some things that women need to be thinking about or ways to approach seeking investment from from this opportunity? First of all, I mean, there's kind of a veil over this whole industry and, and you will be surprised it is not easy. You know, you don't, there's no gatekeeper. No one's going to say, who are you and prove your worth. And they're out there. They're just not necessarily on Google. So easy. You can't just Google. If you Google family office, you'll get a whole lot of stuff. First, you'll get the people that paid to be in the search and you'll see family office lists, which aren't bad, um, but you want to think about that. And finding them is a little bit trickier. I actually wrote an ebook on this subject that um, I volunteer as a mentor to other founders helping with their pitch decks for connectcapital.org here in Utah. It's a nonprofit. It's a wonderful um, accelerator. Uh, and uh, look up Tara Spalding, who is my friend, dear friend, who uh, just moved on from interim CEO. She's still there, but check it out because they have a lot of great resources for free. And she herself wrote an ebook, but I wrote an ebook giving a lot of suggestions specific. And let me try to condense and give a few things. First of all, they're out there Um, and how to find them outside of Google. There are a lot of tips of start getting creative. You know, there are conferences for family offices. You can look and see who is speaking at the at the conferences. If you go into LinkedIn and put in family offices as a search term, you'll start to see them. There is a bit of a learning curve to understanding who is what. There are banks that have what they say is a family office. That is not, they, they serve family offices. Uh, there is a single family office, which is one family. There is a multifamily office, which will serve multifamilies. There's so much. I I, I, I don't know how to condense this, but the download is free on con- to, for this ebook on Connect Capital, or you can contact me and I'll get you a copy. Um, but there's some specific, there's a template for writing an email or a LinkedIn message. Yeah, it's kind of like, how do we, how yeah, do we let me tell you about that specifically. So if you're going to contact these people, be be as uh, one woman I heard say, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. Don't send your pitch deck. Nobody wants to see your pitch deck until they ask. Uh, That's a controversial. That's how I see it. But don't push it on them. Let them ask you. And, you know, say you might say, you know, and I got a dear Mrs. Baker, which blew me away. Um, Someone did their research and found I was married. Don't do, you know, you got to be careful about that. But Dear Mrs. Baker, who's ever been that polite to me? So you might say, Dear Mrs. Baker, I see you're part of a family office, and uh, I am. I'm very interested in what you do. This is who I am and what I do. A couple of sentences. This is what our company does. We're raising X amount for this. Is this in your wheelhouse? Is or however you want to phrase this. Mm-hmm. Ask. Because some family offices don't do, and and if they do have a website, and the bigger ones often do, and there are lists of big ones, 
um, the, the big ones. I wouldn't necessarily start there. I'd start with the smaller ones. But ask if they do this because some have specialties. Like we only do real estate. We only do this. You're barking up the wrong tree. Be polite. Ask if it's even. But before you start oh, pitching at them and, and don't say this is the, you know, we're going to solve the world's problems in this area. They've heard it. Everyone, everyone's got the next best thing to slice bread. Is this something you would consider? If so, great. If not, thank you for your time. Would you have any suggestions for me? If you ask politely and you're brief, you'd be surprised at who will respond. What people don't respond to is being treated like a checkbook on two legs. I get all the time on LinkedIn. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm raising money for this. Can we get on a call? I'm like, no, no, I don't know you. I no. just and be human. And also, what I recommend is put a little, put a sentence in there about like if it were me, I'd say a little bit about me. I got into doing this because I wanted to see more women investors in the world. Uh, I'm, in my spare time, I figure skate and I rescue animals. Ha say something a little personal. Be a human to them. And then, yeah, ask if if this isn't for you, I understand. Thank you. Do you have any advice for me on how I could find other family offices? I, I would be very open to feedback. Now, tell I, me, yeah. I, I love I love this conversation. What Good. is the so there's all kinds of different investment vehicles, right? Yeah. There's the VCs, there's the angel investors, there's lines of credit. Right. How does a family office differ from mm. these other types of vehicles. Yeah. The number one thing is a term called patient capital. Uh, if you get VC money or you get private equity money, they, they have a time frame and they have, they want to do things their way. And a family office is more likely to be able to partner with you. And if things don't go exactly to plan, they're not trying to exit in three years necessarily. Right. They're a lot more flexible. They are a lot more personable and they will, you also want to get all money is not good money. You want involved investors. There's more than one kind of capital. There's social capital. There's intellectual capital. There you know, all of these things. You'd like to see an investor do more than write a check. You'd like to have them be involved. And the family office is more likely to have the time and interest to do that. Yeah. I, that's a, that's a major difference. I was talking with someone recently and they got private equity. Private mm -hmm. equity is no joke. That's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's a great way to lose a lot of sleep, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they have, it, it, you have to know what you're going after and what your end goal is, right? So private equity is great if you want to sell quickly. That's kind of the way that I understand it. Midori. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, they're going to put pressure on you because that's what they want. Right. Whereas um, a family office, it sounds like it's a much different approach. They have a different yeah. um, way of doing business, which I find really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, I love this conversation because I know about VCs. I know about angel investors. Um, I know just a teeny bit about family offices, but not that much. And so this is really, really fascinating for me because I want us to grow amazing businesses. And when we're by ourselves, I see this all the time. One, we're lonely. We yeah. don't know what we don't know. And we don't know what's possible. We have these big, these big aspirations, but we need help along yeah. the way and funding with the right 
entity or the right people can dramatically change your entire life and your world in the world yeah and they they're out there um you know if anyone wants to ask me questions you can feel free to contact me and i'll try to guide you as best i can we'll have my email at the posted at the end of this and all that good stuff but yeah it's an option it's an option okay so you yeah. started off. You said you didn't come from an amazing amount of wealth. Yeah. You um, had a scholarship to go to the private school, which opened up your eyes to this whole other world. It sounds like, yes, and it kind of sparked some type of um, thing in you, which I love. I talk a lot about planting seeds, and sometimes we get discouraged because we feel like, gosh, we're working so hard constantly. We're pushing ourselves going to these networking events. We're doing marketing. We're putting ourselves out on social media and feeling so foolish because we think no one's watching. We're doing all these things, and we feel like nothing's happening. But what I see so often, and I'm not alone, there's a lot of research behind this, as you plant these seeds, as you learn more, as you study, as you go talk to more people like you um, mm -hmm. and others, all of a sudden you see that hockey stick going up, right? Yeah. And new opportunities yeah. open up and education that you've gotten along the way all of a sudden comes together and it makes sense. And mm -hmm. it's exciting, but you just got to stick with it and not lose faith. Yeah, yeah. It's what Napoleon... Uh, uh, no, hell, thank you. I'm like, it's not Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, it's not di okay. Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. No. Uh, says, you know, there's the acres of diamonds and people will stop just short of tapping into that. And you have to keep going. But I'll tell you, here's a hint from me. I was finding when you are doing things that are all long range and you're not getting a, a result. Um, I took up jewelry making again. I make very simple, I'm not wearing anything right now to show you, but um, I started making uh, simple bracelets and earrings and necklaces because I can do one like that. And I looked into maybe selling them. I'm like, this is a hassle. So I'm going to donate them to women's shelters, churches, whatever, you know, and, and maybe to ladies who are going out on a job interview and, and want something to look nice. Get something to do that gives you a, a short-term sense of satisfaction. I can make that bracelet and earrings in 30 minutes and it's pretty. Yeah. So otherwise you get worn out. That's what I was finding of I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm doing the right things every day. Find something to do that gives you an instant result that gives you that little dopamine hit. It makes it, it makes running that marathon easier. It does. Yeah. And and you never know when that door's going to open. All of a sudden there's this new opportunity, right? One phone call, one email, and your life can change. It's 100%. that close. Yeah. But you have to be in the game. You mm -hmm. have to be constantly playing. People have to see you out there. That's mm -hmm. why I love these conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, I started Fuel the Fire. That's a division, one of my divisions of my of my um, corporation is mm -hmm. Fuel the Fire. And it's about women coming together and supporting one another and helping each other feel like we're not alone, but also that we can do it together. We rise up together, right? And when that happens, we build more confidence and we start to th see things happen, um, not necessarily more quickly, but we stay focused so that things actually do happen. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's these kind of conversations that are so critical 
Yeah, especially for women. I mean, I, I grew up socializing more with boys. So I have a better than average understanding of men and how they operate and how they see things. And, you know, they, they live, they've been raised differently than us, but they, they'll get out there, do whatever they're, you know, king of the hill, there's one winner and everybody else loses and like, oh, and then they come back the next day to try again. Whereas we're all supposed to play tea parties and do it. And you don't want to up, everyone has to be nice and don't, don't, you know, it, <laughs> you know, I, I, I walk the line of, um, you know, we as females have great, great resources that are unique to us. Leverage them. Learn from men. Learn to speak the language. Never, I don't ever diss men. Men are awesome. I'm married to one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, yes, yes, I am. Uh, but, you know, let's, yeah, if we can get together, we like to do things together. And that's why I started the company I did, because I read a book called Richer, Wiser, Happier by William Green, which is an awesome book. Um, my only complaint is, and he taught, he's interviewed um, very wealthy men. He's interviewed one woman who happens to be in Salt Lake. Her name is Laura Garretts. She runs where I live. She runs uh, the Rondera Global Fund. And I sought her out to make sure to meet her. She's great. But we, and what I noticed in this book was these men are sitting there alone in their offices for hours, pouring over the statements and figuring. We don't operate so much like that. We're happier when we've got a network, a, court, a compadre. I got happier when I took on a business partner two years ago. Hannah, she's him. Uh, I, I don't know what I do with it. I, I wouldn't be where I am without her. We are complementary, and that's one tip of don't. She's more of a left brain, and I'm more of a right brain, and we complement each other. She sees things. I'm Gen X. She's millennial. We see things differently, and that can be a real strength if you're going to. You know, not everyone should have a business partner, but if you're going to be on your own, make sure you, you've got other people to bounce ideas off of. Don't sit there in a vacuum. It okay. just doesn't tend to be the female way. No. And, and it's yeah. questioning things and, uh, and then you start to, then it reverbs in your head and you're like, hey, uh, and then you don't move out. Yeah. Don't let it, don't let it sit in there. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about your business a little bit. Okay. Stephanie. You've been doing this for how many years have you been? Have you oh, had this business? It's been, uh, we're, we're coming up to three. Okay. Years. So you're about the same age as, as fuel the fire. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tell me what has been the biggest challenge that you have noticed so far in growing your business? Mm. Well, it's actually, I think it's fine picking a direction and sticking to it and, and find you've got to, there's a fine line between testing, being open to new ideas and saying, okay, this is too much stimulation and I got I to gotta stick to one thing. One, one thing we did was we strategically decided to not focus so much on individuals, meaning we're not going to be on social media trying to find this person and that person. We realized that corporations could use our, our, the training that we've designed RIAs, a registered investment advisor, um, all, you know, a multifamily office, perhaps membership groups of women. So we switched our focus to more B2B than B2C, and we're staying on that. We think the the one-to-one, the, the, the individuals will find us. We're out there. They'll, they'll get us. 
But yeah, you've got to be able to switch and then stick to something. And I have shiny objects in them like you wouldn't believe. Hannah has been great about reining me in. I'm now trained to where I think, oh, that's cool. I'm like, okay, how am I going to explain this to Hannah? What would Hannah say? Hannah, <laughs> my business partner. Yeah, the Hannah factor. So if I can see me explaining it to her and her saying, yeah, that's got, but we also have the thing called the parking lot where she says, Steffi, it's a great idea later. Yeah. Parking lot, we put it in the park. We never say no. I'm an ideas person. Uh, you get to, and get to know you and what your strengths are and don't try to be everything. I am a pro polisher. I take something and make it good to great. I am not a good all day long problem fixer. I am a great starter. I'm a great ideas person. She's a better finisher and she'll take it once I've created it and run with it. No, we, you we call you the visionary and we yeah. all, yeah, we exactly. call her the, the implementer. Yes. And yeah. there's, there's value to both. And it doesn't mean you're defective if, or, you know, if, oh, I'm good at starting and I, I get, I, I, I hate to, I hate to say bored with it. It's not that it's the juice for me is creating something new and shaping it and getting it going. Yeah. And the juice for her is making it sing. When you can find that that partner like that, you know, most entrepreneurs tend to be visionaries mm -hmm. and we are great at coming up with a big concept. Yeah. Uh, we get excited. We can get people motivated and inspired. Mm -hmm. However, often this is just a tendency. It's not for everybody, but often we're not as good at executing consistently, right? Mm -hmm. so you can find that person who is really good at it that's when your business can explode. Yeah. You know, if you have the right person that you get along with, they can take, yeah. it, take it to the next level, but they need you as much as you need them. Right. Yeah. And, and make sure, you know, where you can afford to hire even a little bit of help. And also there are some great, as you grow, there are great fractional services. So if you can't quite, you're not quite there where you need a full-time person, get a contractor or a fractional. It, trying to do it, I, I could not do what 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 I've done and what this company has created without Hannah. And then we have an amazing creative team who she knew. Mm. Our creative team is is also based in LA. And so is Hannah. And yeah, Kristen and Nicole, we wouldn't be, it's a group effort, you know? Um, th there's not a lot of people that make it all, all, all alone. I totally but, agree. Yeah. Yep. With yeah. that said, that's a great way to end on Find yeah. your find your team. Find your people. Your yeah. Yes. And also wanted to and I want to show you something. You said fuel to fire. Mm -hmm. So when I skated the Olympic ceremony, everybody who did got this little bronze medal. And it says light the fire within. I love that. I love it. And that's what you've got to do. And you know, some days you're like, is there a pilot light still on in there? Right. But you've got to give it the fuel to keep the fire. I love your business name. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. So, Steffi, where can we go to find out more about yeah. you and to connect? Sure. Well, um, I'm at Steffi at highnetworthwomen.com. Our website is highnetworthwomen.com. We have also a free toolkit, a wealth toolkit with various calculators. It's really fun. Uh, so, and it's again free to download. So, if you go to highnetworthwomen.com, stroke, wealth dash toolkit you can get it go and then that, yeah then there's that ebook on connect 
K-I-N-E-C-T, connectcapital.org, based in also in Salt Lake City. There's the ebook and many other great resources at, available for free for entrepreneurs there too. Awesome. We're going to have these. I just wrote this down. We're going to have these on the notes in case you didn't get all that because that was a lot. Um, and so I want to make sure you have these tools because we're going up, up, up. Right, who are listening, we are going up. We are creating bigger businesses so that we can create the lives that we dream of. It's all at our fingertips, but we just have to take the action to do it. And we have to do it methodically and we have to know what we're doing. So this is how you do it through through podcasts like this and talking with women like Steffi. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and helping us rise up. You're welcome. Right on, sister. You go.